Welcome to an enlightening podcast from IslamPodcasts.com. We encourage our listeners to please comment and let us know how we can grow in our knowledge to better serve our community. Please remind your family and friends to also visit IslamPodcasts.com for engaging discussions on current events, Islamic guidance, Quran, Tafsir, Sira, and much more. How should we view the rulers like Imran Khan and Erdogan and others like them? Some say they do more than others and are supportive of Islam and Islamic issues like Palestine. They'll say things like, isn't it better they do something rather than nothing? And they may not be perfect, but neither were the past Islamic rulers. So how should we view this? If we view and frame the issue incorrectly, the conclusion we draw will also be incorrect. Comparing a flawed ruler to a flawed Muslim is the wrong comparison. The issue is not about the ruler, but the system. Let me explain. A person is a Muslim because of their creed, their aqidah, not their actions. Even if some of their actions are not in accordance with Islam, the person is still considered a Muslim. Similarly, what makes a state Islamic is the constitution of the state. That's the aqidah of the state. Even if some of its actions are blameworthy, it is still classed as an Islamic state. So if a person has a non-Islamic creed, i.e. they believe that Muhammad was not the final messenger, even if all their actions agree with Islam, that person would still not be considered a Muslim. If a state has a non-Islamic constitution, i.e. they believe in a secular constitution, where legislation is determined by people, like in Turkey and Pakistan, even if they pass laws which are in accordance with Islam, it would still be considered a non-Islamic state. The Aqidah defines a person, the constitution defines the state. But does that make the rulers non-Muslim? Again, this is an irrelevant point. Even if the ruler is a pious man, but the system is un-Islamic, the piety of the ruler has no bearing on the legitimacy of the state. If a pious man enters into a non-Islamic marriage, for example, with a Hindu woman and he teaches his children how to read the Quran, would we say at least he's doing some good? It's still an invalid marriage, regardless of the good he may or may not do. Now, appointing a pious man in a non-Islamic system doesn't make the system Islamic regardless of how well he may be able to recite the Qur'an because the state is defined by the constitution, not the piety of the ruler. Ah, but the Pakistan constitution mentions Allah and his messenger. Yes, that is true. But the constitution, like the creed, cannot be inconsistent. The creed of the Qadianis mentions Allah and his messenger, but the inclusion of Ghulam Mirza negates the creed doesn't matter how many good deeds such a person does, it still doesn't make him a Muslim. The many articles that uphold the secular ideals contradict the belief in Allah and his messenger and thus renders the Pakistani constitution secular and not Islamic, regardless of the laws they may pass that are in accordance with Islam. So in conclusion, due to a lack of clarity of what an Islamic state is, Islamic gestures by states are used to appeal to the good nature of Muslims to deflect the criticism and allow them to maintain the current world order. We are clear 
what makes a person Muslim. We should be clear what makes a state Islamic. So we strive to achieve that and are not distracted by the gestures of the current regimes to maintain the status quo. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Podcasts on current events, Islamic guidance, Quran tafsir, and sirah are available at islampodcasts.com as well as on iTunes. Rate, review, and comment and let us know how we can grow in our knowledge to better serve our community. Please subscribe, share, and tell a friend about islampodcasts.com.